ass. Yeah. I'm saying, this that free band game shit, you hear me? Yo, 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 it's JP on the FWM podcast. Follow me, the diary of the strong black people here in the rabbit hole. And I got two special people in the building with me. I got my boy B-Jack back in the building with his second appearance. Yes, sir. And I got a new guest, um, a guy that I met some years back, man. And, you know, we started off doing sales together, man. And shout out to my boy, Quail Solomon, because if it had not been for him in making, giving me the opportunity that he did, I would have never met this guy. You know, we was on the same team. And when we got on the same team and we realized the drive that we had and the grind that we had to just be great at not just selling, but to provide service to people, have fun doing it, and to be rememberable, you know what I'm saying, to for people to talk about us after we leave and to want people to have that same experience of our, you know, presence and, and us being able to service them. Throughout the years, you know, we went from different jobs together, man, and now he's an entrepreneur doing his own thing. Now he has his own channel now on YouTube. And I, I'm going to make my boy come and tell us a good bit about himself. And I want you guys to make sure y'all go and check his YouTube channel out because it's definitely worth it. You think, you know, I dropped some, some knowledge, you know, this guy's a lot more exciting when it comes to energy level where on his. My boy Trey, man, and you know, tell the folks a good thing about you, man. Uh, well, first off, man, I, I appreciate the opportunity, man, uh, being your podcast. Um, you know, it's been a long time. It's been a long time coming. Uh, it's definitely been a long time coming. You know, we we definitely talked about doing this, and I remember when you when you first talked about, you know, you was gonna start your podcast, and you did it, and and man, I, I see I see the growth, and, and I'm proud of you, bro. I really am. Appreciate that. Um. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to, to be present and be on, on the platform. Um, so Trey is my, is, uh, the name I'm going by. Um, but I'll introduce myself formally. Ken Christmas the third, actually. And that's why I go by Trey. Everybody just calls me Trey. Um, so that's the name I'm going by. Um, <clears throat> the YouTube channel that I started probably about, I want to say probably about two months ago now, it seems like now, um, is making millionaire mindsets and you know it's it's a play on on words because you know it could be making like making but it's spelled making making millionaire mindsets and words so <clears throat> i started i started this this channel because 
you know, I'm originally from Macon and, you know, I've heard people and their, their perception of Macon, you know, they see Macon as a violent place. They see it as, you know, there's a lot of poverty there. Um, there's not a lot, there's not a lot of opportunity there. These are the things that I'm hearing, you know, and, um, to some degree, that's true. But at the same time, there are plenty of people in Macon, Georgia, that are entrepreneurs that are making it happen. And I know some of these people personally. And so I started the channel in the very first video. I say that in that video, I say, you know, guys, there's plenty of entrepreneurs out here getting it done that are originally from Macon and they're in Macon getting it done. So <clears throat> I wanted to start the channel so that I can start inter uh, interviewing these entrepreneurs so that I can show specifically people in Macon that there's people in Macon getting it done. So if you're sitting here like, man, I don't have opportunity, man, how am I going to, how am I going to make it? You know, whatever, you know, if you see examples of people from Macon in Macon getting it done, then you can say, okay, if they can do it, I can do it because look, he's from Macon and he's making it happen. Um, so that that was uh, one part of it. And also, I just wanted it to be a positive space for a positive message, um, which is basically what the channel's been, what I've been doing so far. Um, I got two interviews so far. Um, I did an interview with um, the owner of the barbershop that I go to. Uh, his name is Mark Womble. Um, I interviewed him. And then I also, uh, a gentleman, also interviewed Wayne Woodard. And he's actually originally from New York, but he moved down to Macon and made it happen in Macon, <laughs> you know. So uh, so I interviewed both of these brothers and both of the interviews went well. And I'm planning on interviewing more people, but I am an entrepreneur. And as we all know, entrepreneurs are busy. So, um, so yeah, so that is what made me start it. And um, I have a little bit over 50 videos now on it and if people want to find the channel it's very easy to find you just type in making space millionaire space mindsets and um i think the i guess people get it misconstrued what i'm talking about because they hear millionaire and they think i'm talking about money but and that might be part of it but not necessarily fully what it is because I said it's mindsets mm -hmm. making millionaire mindsets and one of the videos that I have on the channel I talk about that I clarified I said guys I said making millionaire mindsets meaning it's a mindset you gotta have the mindset to match the millions and what I was also saying was hey think about somebody that uh, wins the lottery but their mindset's messed up mm -hmm. they're not gonna have that money very long that's true not. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they're not, they're not going to have very long. Um, a fool and his <clears throat> money are soon departed. <laughs> right. So unless you have that mindset to match the millions, hey, you could get the millions. However, you get it, but you're not going to have it very long. So have the mindset first. And when you get the millions, you can retain them and you can get more. And that's crazy because the mindset is the biggest thing that you got to have to start. With everything that you do, mm -hmm. if if you have not set your mind 
to become what you want to become as in not just thinking, oh, yeah, I want to do this, but to set your mind to discipline yourself mm-hmm. to do the things that you have to do to become that millionaire yeah. or billionaire that you want to be. That plays a big part in, in people in the mindset. Like you said, a person that just wins the lottery. Oh, yeah, they about to blow that. Mm-hmm. If I know that one thing I do know though, but God protect two people, babies and fools. You know what I'm saying? You do that now, but boy, you know, when you're a fool with money, hey, that's, that's a different story. You know what I'm saying? But all they did was they're just trying to strike for a quick come up when it comes to a lot of, but people who build businesses, they build generational wealth and become millionaires like that. They have went through the channels to protect the legacy and the bag. Mm-hmm. And that is a difference well, because, because I know sometimes, you know, people who hit the lottery, they do strike and they open up businesses. But if you've never thought and had the mindset of thinking, hey, I want to start this. I just don't have the means of funds. Mm-hmm. But even with the lottery, though, if you win a lottery, you ain't think about opening up a business because most of the time, bro, if you want to, if you want to open up a business, real business owners go research grants. Mm-hmm. They research certain things to get them close. It ain't going to be the lottery that if some of them will be like, but shit, I hit the lottery. I'm going to go open up a barbershop, barbershop, a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those are little things that they get that money and that's something that, but clothing lines or something that is going to, something that's going to hit the people that you need to sustain for a long period of time. Nah, but with, with, with your, with, with your podcast and, and your videos, cause you said you interviewed a lot of people. What is it other than, you know, because the mindset part is your one-on-ones, but when you're interviewing your, your people that come on, what is something that you sticking with to where you're to- and not saying topics, but how is your dialogue going? Back and forth. What are y'all? Well, y'all well, I haven't on? interviewed a lot of guys, a lot of people yet. A lot of entrepreneurs. That's the goal. But I've I've gotten two so far, and what I've noticed with these two gentlemen, I asked them because I'm not just interviewing just for for people making them see them. I'm also wanting them to give a blueprint of what they did to be successful. And so, um, one of one of the things that was like a reoccurring thing just in the two interviews that I've done. Mark Womble, who's the barbershop owner, and Wayne Woodard, who actually has a few businesses. Um, uh, one that he had was called Com- Comfort for Suckers. <laughs> um, and then he's also he's got a he's got a clothing line. He's got a uh, he's got a clothing store downtown Macon, which is actually next to Grant's Lounge, a uh, historical spot in Macon. What they said. Because some people feel like, you know, they might have to go to a bank to get a loan or maybe apply for a grant, like you just said earlier. Well, I asked him, how did they do it? Mr. Womble said that he thought about going to a bank, but he said, you know what? Why don't I just live below my means and let me stack my paper myself? So it's all me. Wayne Woodard said the same thing. He said, hey, you know, we stopped. We stopped living above our means. You know, we cut back. You know, we realized that we didn't have to spend so much money on clothes and we didn't have to spend top dollar for food and this and that and cut back. And that's how they they stacked up. And then that's how they had the capital to go ahead and get started. 
But that's but that mindset part, but that that's the hard part, but cause we like to eat. We like to eat. You know what I'm saying? Discipline yourself into knowing what you want and, and 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 going in your own direction and trying to make trying to build your own you know establishment. And um, I tell you right now, just hearing you, bro, and hearing what they had to do, I'm like, man, I wish I could have that mindset. <laughs> I ain't lying. And that right there, I ain't gonna front. That that little piece right there just encouraged me to go back home and hey, babe. <laughs> Wait, all this out. It's about to stop. Like, so. We got to cook more, even though we do that now. But you know, me being a a UPS driver and not really carrying my lunch every day, and you know, I stop the Walmart or Sam or something like that, and just get me that, that money add up, man. Yeah. By the time from Monday I start work to Saturday, bro, I I know for sure I done spent at least about. If not 100, just a tad bit over, man. You never think. And you 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 got to go back and look at your bank statement and say, hey, let me see what I think. You, it'll blow your mind, but mm-hmm. nah, hey, that little piece you just told me, bro, I'm going to take that back on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just food alone. Food alone. I ain't talking about that. That ain't even diapers, <laughs> baby food, trash bag. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like things just for the house. Toilet paper, mm-hmm. toothpaste. So body wash, socks, drawers, <laughs> t-shirts, yeah. like that's that's just something that you know what I'm saying. You don't you don't account for, but the food alone, but he by himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You family, you and the wife, he got to eat. You know what I'm right. saying? Like that's double. So if you like to go get, you know what I'm saying, a double waffle meal. From Burger King, with a wife, you like the double waffle. Slice it up in with that whole saying right there. We will just get a what is it? Two for two for ten. Two for ten. Two for ten. And, and that only come back around every so often. Yeah, yeah, you got to have yeah, a coupon yeah. for that. We'll make our own burgers at home. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. I mean, it, it's like this. Um, both of them said that they had a goal. You know, they had a goal. They had a they had a vision. And and I asked them, I said, you know, talk about the importance of goal setting. And so they went into that. And um it was it was it was dope content. I, I, I really appreciated them giving me the opportunity to interview them, you know, because it this really means a lot to me. I I, I you know, I care about making. I'm from there. <laughs> you know, I care about the people making. When I go to making and I see, you know, the people on the side of the road. Holding the sign saying anything will help. Uh, hungry, need food. Man, it breaks my heart, man. All, all it is, it's just a different mindset. I'll give you an example. I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur now. And, you know, I was given an opportunity and I, and I seized the opportunity. I grabbed it by the horns and I'm not letting that bull go. You know, now that I got the opportunity and I'm going full throttle. Well, the, one of the offices that I'm running, um, I was I was headed to the office. I stopped at the gas station to get some gas. No, 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 no. I didn't stop to get gas. I stopped to hit the ATM because I didn't have time to go to my bank. And I wanted to get some money as a bonus for one of my employees. That's what I was there for. But there was a guy there who was homeless and he approaches me. Right. But he approaches me differently than I've ever been approached. And he says, he says, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. 
Uh, he asked me for money. He said, he offered a service. He said, can I clean, you know, your windshield and your car? Uh, I'll do a great job and I'll be done before you come out of the gas station. And you can just give me whatever you feel is fair. I said, yeah, sure. I can do that. So I go in the store. Now he wasn't done before I left, but I watched him. My man is doing a good job, a bang up job cleaning this car, making sure he's doing a good job. So I was like, all right, let me give him a little bit more, give him more time. And then I come out and uh, he's like, you know, I got this right here. And, and I was just getting about to get this. I said, it's fine, man. I was like, it looks great. Only gave him $5. You would have thought I gave him 500 the way he reacted. So I said, listen, man, are you looking for a job? This is what I asked him. And he said, uh, he, he told me what the situation, but I said, that's fine. I said, listen, man, you know, everybody has a story. You're in a certain set of circumstances now, but who cares? I don't judge you. Don't let people look down on you. You're here. Try to get here. But I said, but come down to come down to my office. He said, okay. I never thought I'd see this guy again. Two weeks later, he comes down to the office and he's just like, hey, you know, uh, you know, I'll do whatever you want me to do around here. I'll clean the windows. I'll pick up the trash. I'll vacuum if you want me to, whatever. This guy's offering a service, right? I asked him what his name was at the gas station. He was surprised that I remembered his name. Shocked. Because people look at people that are homeless and they judge them based on the circumstances. Everybody has a story. So um, I said, all right, man, you know, you can do this, this, that, and the third. Now, this, this is the point I want to make. This guy is homeless, has a situation going on. At the time, I had employees that were stealing from the company. Now, I play chess. I don't play checkers. I act like I don't know anything for a while. And I'm setting up my pieces strategically. And then when it's time to go in for the kill, I go in which is what I did. Now, I needed appointments and I needed referrals. This homeless guy <laughs> brings me referrals that can be potential business. I say, bro, I can't even get that from employees that are hired here right. to do that. <laughs> so whenever you get your situation straight, you got a job here. This cat got teary eyed. You know what I'm saying? He was surprised I'm shaking his hand, hugging on him and stuff because he's, you know, he's 30, he's homeless. Well, he comes to me about a month ago, told me that that certain situation that he was in was about to get resolved. And he said, you know, I'm excited about it, I'm happy and everything. And I said, listen, man, I said, if you can get reliable transportation, okay, how's your driver's license situation? Okay. If you get, if you get some reliable transportation, have a job. Okay? He said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Now, I told him, I said, listen, man, you're not homeless. And he looked at me like, what do you mean? I said, your mindset is not that of a homeless man. So when you walk around, I said, listen, you're going to different businesses offering a service. Brother, you're self-employed. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's a mindset. He got it. And I told him, I said, man, when you walk around, man, walk around with your head up high. I just the biggest thing is, too, though, man, people, the mindset of knowing to just create, 
if you if you open up a business, it got to be either something that's a big name, big boom. Because if it's just walking around cleaning windows or so mobile window cleaner, it'd be like, man, cause that, that weak shit, man. You ain't, cause you ain't selling X, Y, and Z if you ain't something that is in high demand. If you're not right here yeah. popping the iPhone or selling on the side. <laughs> People downplay it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They downplay your dream, your passion, your crowd. If it doesn't look like, but that is just, they're mad that they didn't think of that. And then they didn't have, they didn't have the guts to move forward with trying to go forward with putting that as a business to make money from it. You know what I'm saying? That is the biggest thing that I see with that with people, man, just because you're afraid to step out there on faith, you're going to downplay somebody who did. Oh, that's a stupid. Or you wait in the whims instead of supporting them. Mm -hmm. You wait in the back to see, watching to see if it failed, hoping that it failed so you can laugh at them. Right. Like I told you that was a stupid idea. And and the biggest ones like that is our family. Closest to our friends and family. That's the Facts. ones who really Facts. do that to you. You know what I'm saying? They really, really, people who know your situation and know you, know you close to close, like, they really do that. Mm-hmm. They really, really do that. And that's sad. Yeah. You know, that that's the bad part about it. You know what I'm saying? I see you got some books too, man. You bought some books with you. Yeah, um, well, well, before I go into this, if if I may, um, so like I said, if, if people want to find the channel, um, it's making millionaire mindsets. All they gotta do is just go on YouTube or Google and just type in making millionaire mindsets, it should come up. <laughs> so, um, and you know, like, share, subscribe. You know, I, I'm trying to get the message out. I say that on, on almost all my videos. I'm just trying to get a positive message out. It's not about it blowing up and me making a lot of money and it being monetized. I just want to get the message out. And if I can help somebody, I can help somebody. You know, more interviews are, are forthcoming when I have the time. <laughs> when I have the time. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so these books that I have here, um, these books are two of many that I'm reading. Um, I've already read this one, I Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, one of my mentors told me about this book years ago, and I'm so glad he did because it literally changed my life. This information in this book. And then I want to shout out to Kenton Smith. Um, he's got a YouTube channel. I actually met this brother when I was in, uh, I want to say I was in Augusta, Georgia. I was working there before I became an entrepreneur. Um, he saw me have this become shirt that I have on right now. Um, and shout out to Jeff Logs, Jeff Logan. I don't know if y'all familiar with Jeff Logan. Oh, you gave me the story on the phone about him. Yeah, Jeff Logs. Um, you know he's got a, an inspirational story as well. But um, you know, become nutrition and uh, and becoming a be- uh, becoming uh, a beast, or becoming the beast podcast. Um, Dope information on there. And one of his one of his uh, episodes that I was watching, I think it was episode seven. He was talking about um, sexual energy and how you know powerful it is. And one of the books that he brought up was The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Well, I heard him talk about the book. Never thought about it again until I talked to Kevin uh, Kenton Smith. And Kenton Smith, um, he actually approached me. I was working out in uh, Planet Fitness. I was on the treadmill. I was wrapping up my workout, actually. And he said, uh, he said, oh, man, I like the become shirt. I said, thank you, brother. He was like, Jeff Logan, right? I was like, yeah. Didn't think none of it. He walked away. 
Um, as I was about to wrap up, walking on the treadmill, he comes back around. And uh, I'm just like, <clears throat> so what's up, man? Like, are you a trainer or something like that? Because he was fit. He's just like, yeah. He's like, man, well, I need a personal trainer. Well, I didn't end up being in Augusta much longer after that, but we exchanged numbers. So I told him about my my channel, Making Millionaire Mindsets. Uh, he told me about his. We both subscribed to each other's channel. And um, and then he texted me and said, hey, have you checked out The Way of the Superior Man? Now, this is the second time I'm hearing it. <laughs> I heard it from Jeff Logan. Now I'm hearing it from Kitten Smith. Right. So I said, something to this book, right? So he said, you got to check out this book. So I check out the book. And bro, I kid you not. I finished this book less than three days after I opened it. it couldn't put that shit down. I couldn't put it down. And, you know, and I, I was just, I was just spellbound by the information in this book. <laughs> spellbound. As a matter of fact, this is a second copy because I let my dad borrow the first copy I bought. And, um, and I liked the book so much. I said, you know what? Dad needs to keep that book. <laughs> so let me buy another copy. So this is my second copy. But uh, before I get into this, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, this one, this is what I want to uh, kind of segue into the next topic, if I may. Um, so one of the things that is very powerful in Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is he talks about, and this is <clears throat> this is on page one eighty three, chapter eleven, the mystery of sex transmutation. Um, and before I get into this, I'll, I'll say this: I'm being real candid right now. My life has changed in a sh in considerably a short amount of time because I have I have tapped into sex transmutation. You know, there's something called seed retention or semen retention. Um, I don't know if y'all heard of that. How about you break that? <laughs> okay, so 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 here's the thing, right? So if you think about this, and this is something that uh, this is something that Jeff Logan talks about, right? He talks about how if you look at the world right now, especially with social media, you know, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the commercials, the TVs, the sitcoms, everything's all sexed up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everything is just all sexed up. Bro, I can't. And, and I don't even look up crazy stuff. I go on YouTube and, you know, there's a picture of some half naked chick. And I'm just like, How? Because all I look up is stuff like on positive stuff and, and feeding my mind and self-development and stuff. How does this almost bet, bet naked chick on my feet? You know, um, if you turn on the TV, every other commercial is something, something sexed up, you know, sex movies, and drugs. all sexed up, sex and drugs. It's just ridiculous. So so what semen retention is and see, there's a difference between seed retention or semen retention and no fat. Now, the no fat community, they are about not PMO, which means porn, masturbation, orgasm. Okay. okay. Porn, masturbation, orgasm, PMO. But they say, hey, but if you got a girl or you got a wife, hey, have at it. But have sex with a real woman. Uh -huh. Stop looking at porn and stop beating your meat. <laughs> okay. So there you go there. Now, semen retention or seed retention is on a different level. Why? It's retaining your seed. So on semen retention or seed retention, hey, you can either just be smashing a bunch of cheeks with a bunch of chicks, have a girl, have a wife, whatever, significant other, and you can have sex, but just don't ejaculate. Don't let 
don't steal your seed because semen has a lot of power in it. It's got nutrients. There's a lot of potency in it. And so getting to Napoleon Hill, they can grow rich. He says that sex desire <clears throat> is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So strong and impelling is the desire for sexual contact that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge it. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc., which may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, or in any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. Now, let me tell you something. I've been doing seed retention off and off for years. But I'm in my longest street right now. I have not been looking at anything that could cause a trigger. Nothing to cause a urge. I haven't been clapping no cheeks. I haven't been looking at porn. I haven't been beaten off. And I can tell you right now that I'm the most successful. I'm the most sharp and I'm the most focused that I've ever been in my life. And my bank account is bigger than it's ever been in my life. So I know that book is telling the truth. Hmm. Where can I get this book from? Thank you, Gervish by Napoleon Hill. Actually, um, I went to uh, I went to Barnes and Noble. Yeah, pick this up. But you know, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble, any bookstore, or offer or order it off of Amazon. See that what you just a little bit you just said, man. And like you said, uh, us guys, like I know, I'm gonna just be real. I used to. I was just telling uh, J. Will not too long ago. That that poem, man, it it could get addictive, if you, especially if you don't, you can't control it. Mm-hmm. Like it will stick on you until it's ready to get off on you. And when it's ready to get off on you, it'll leave you for a couple of days or whatever. Mm-hmm. You could be scrolling on Facebook, Instagram, or anything like that, and see a trigger. See a trigger. Mm-hmm. Go back to that site mm-hmm. and get your stuff off. Yeah. Then at, when you get done, it's like, man, dang, man. Why did I do that? You know, you say you went, uh, you on your best, your best ride of not looking at it and, you know, jacking all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'll think about it like, man, why did I just look at this point? I done came so far, now I got to start all over again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just about, like, like we always talk about discipline, man. You gotta discipline yourself from doing things that you don't got no business doing. Mm-hmm. It'll help you in the long run. Like, you see your bank account. I'm gonna get this book. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I'm gonna get this book. My mindset gonna be sharp. You hear me? I'm glad you came, man, because I, I, I'm, I'm not used to reading books, man. I, it, I, I always lose my focus. I could start, I was just telling Jay Will, I was, I was reading, um, the Vaughn Franklin book. Um, the very first book he, uh, I can't remember the name, but uh, I, I read like the first two chapters and after that, that was it. But I told him I wanted to try something different in the season. 
And instead of me giving all my time, like social media and stuff like that, I just want to read more instead of scroll. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Feed. Absolutely. I, of course, feed my spiritual instead of my flesh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I'm definitely getting this. Y'all, thick and grow rich. Y'all get that, man. <laughs> it sounds like it's some good stuff. I believe, uh, bro. Oh, there's there's a lot of stuff in I mean that now just the, the sex transmutation is just a part of it. Um but the way of the superior man is what I really want to talk about. Can I get into that now? Hey, I was waiting on that one. Well guys, look, um to, to touch on what I just read there. Okay, so <clears throat> this one is chapter forty one on page one forty seven in the way of the superior man. So check this out. This says, when a man sees a beautiful woman, it is natural for him to feel energy in his body, which he usually interprets as sexual desire. Rather than dispersing this energy in mental fantasy, a man should learn to circulate his heightened energy. He should breathe fully, circulating the energy fully throughout his body. He should treat his heightened energy as a gift which could heal and rejuvenate his body and through his service, heal the world. Through this means, his desire is converted into fullness of heart. His lust is converted into service. His desire is not converted in denying sexual attraction, but by enjoying it fully, circulating it through his body without allowing it to stagnate as mental fantasy and returning it to the world from his heart. Now, um, one of the things that I've noticed while I've been on semen retention or seed retention, whichever you want to call it, SR for short, my voice got deeper, my eyes are clear, and I have more willpower. And another thing that you'll notice, and this is why some guys actually start doing it, because they hear about female traction goes up. Well, why does it go up? <clears throat> when you are retaining your semen and you're retaining your seed, that in essence is what masculinity is about in the semen. Think about how powerful your seed is. If you ejaculate into a female and the females are the incubators, right, of this seed, and it turns into another human being, that power is in us. They can't, this is what's crazy. (laughs) What's crazy is, you know, women, some women, feel like they don't need men. However, if a woman wants to get pregnant and create another human life, she has to go to a sperm bank where guys went to either watch porn or look at some dirty magazines to spill their seed and they froze it. (laughs) Well, yeah. To put it into a female for her to incubate and create another human life. Now, if there were no men and no semen, where would humanity be? We're the biggest important part of the puzzle piece, right? <laughs> I, I say it all the time, though. A man is the most important piece to it all. Women are our nurturers. They keep everything in line because we are egotistical, prideful. We need that balance. Mm-hmm. But when it is war, when things need to get done, <laughs> when there needs to be structure, 
who do they call? Who do they expect to put something in line? Who do they expect to get the job done? A lot of women would say, well, if y'all weren't here, we would have had to do it. But do you really want to do it? Right. Do you really? <laughs> do you really want to do it? You can do it. Anybody can do something on their own. If they got to do it, they will. But honestly, do you really want to do it, though? They don't. They don't. They don't. And, and Jay, that's what this book goes into. At the very beginning, he talks about femininity, masculinity. It's a polarity, right? They fit. And what you just said touches on that. If a woman is feminine, truly feminine, she's only going to be attracted to a, a, a truly masculine man. Now, another thing that he talks about at the beginning of this book is he said that it doesn't matter if it's a straight couple or a gay couple or a lesbian couple. Because you think about it, if you look at the lesbians right now, you have a butch and you have, you know, the other. Right. There's attraction there. It can be in a gay couple, two men. One's going to be more masculine. One's going to be more feminine. They're attracted. And he talks about how this polarity can weaken if, let's say, the man starts off masculine and the woman starts off feminine. Right. OK. Well, let's say that the man starts to kind of falter from his masculine energy. Well, then the feminine woman is going to say, hey, he's dropping the ball now. She's going to pick it up. She's going to pick it up. And then there might be a shift. He might become more feminine. She might become more masculine. And then the attraction is lost because she's in now in an energy that's not her natural state. So you think they're going to survive with that relationship or what? It can't. It can't survive. Or if they do stay together, one, one of them's going to step out. She's going to start stepping on his balls. <laughs> she's going to go. She does not want to be there. She's uncomfortable there. Mm -hmm. She does. She feels like she's not supposed to be there. She's just there because a woman's that's just what they do. They pick up where it slacks. Just like in a single mother. If the father is not present, she picks up both roles. Right. She complains because she does not want to be there because she's not supposed to be there. She does it because she has to. But when that happens, when the man starts dropping the ball, she picks that up. The reason why she steps out because she finds another masculine man out there to release her sure. from having to do that. She wants to become back to her regular self and her being that she has been created to be because you're taking too long. You're not finding yourself quick enough. This man came and approached me with this. Step, you know, step up or step out. <laughs> That's just what it is. But not, it, not, not all, I don't think all females would, you know, do that as a sense of, I think they may take over that role and be like, well, well you know what? I could do this by myself. So now any man that approach her, she gonna feel like she 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 the reign leader. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Like you gonna you gonna play by my rules, or if you don't, hey, you get the step. Cause she's adapted. She's adapted. She's adapted to yeah, that. She's adapted. Now those are ones who I feel, in my opinion, 
they absorb that energy and they don't know how to let it go. Let it go. Yeah. They don't know how to let that go. That with power comes great responsibility. You give the wrong person power, mm-hmm. boy, it's like Thanos. <laughs> but I'm telling you, boy, you give the wrong one that power. Mm-hmm. Every man has to bow down. Every man has to come correct. You have to be stronger than the strongest to breaking her down. Because like you said, she's already feeling like I've done it by myself. I've become this new woman. You have to break down that guard she has because that newfound, right. that newfound strength is, is it, it feels she empowering. Feel, she fell in love with it. She, yes, sir. She's mm-hmm. addicted to it. And that, and that's where I always tell women about how the shift came after Martin died. Right. How the black man can't get anything, but they allowed the women to have the employment, to be able to get the 40 hours a week that the man got. Yes. So once they are out working like the man is working, well, what do I need a man for? But the problem is, you got to understand, do you really want to do that? You see all the time on social media. I just want to, women want to be housewives. You want to be that. But you don't want to lessen yourself to trust that. The, what? My, and I always ask women, well, for you to back down, right, to say, I know that man is a what on him. Can you smell it on him? You see it on him. What is it that gives you? That notion in your mind to step back because you don't want a man to be aggressive. You don't want a man to have to tell you he's a man. You don't want a man to have to tell you who he is. A real man should not have to tell you that you should feel that energy when he steps to you. Mm-hmm. That approach is everything. That approach, that initial interaction of not being what you call, you know, conceited, arrogant. Right. Or aggressive, mm-hmm. but just his tone, the way he articulate his words, right. the way that you can understand everything that he say, the way that you can follow as he's talking, that you get dazed and amazed by his words, that you you feel that energy of that man's different. Right. But other than that, if you're not see if, if because a lot of them don't know how to feel. A lot of women are not in tune spiritually. The only way that you can feel like you got to be, you got to know thyself. You got to know spiritually how to accept the connection. A lot of women ain't ready and understand how to accept the connection. So now you're looking at a man to just come to you and tell you, don't worry about them bills. I got it. That's what you find masculinity. That's what you feel like is going to be a provider. When that man tell you quit your job or keep your money in your pocket, I got the bill. I got, you know what I'm saying? That's not the right thing to feel like that man is masculine to take take control. I was I was gonna touch it. I'm gonna ask you this. And you know, I, I like asking questions, bro. So uh, I was on <laughs> I was on Facebook, man, and one of our partners, um we was it was a, a topic going on and it was like uh well the girl was like, Well, if if I'm if I'm not paying, I'm not helping with, uh, 50, 50. Right. 50, 50. I'm not going 50, 50. Yeah. You know, with my dude, if we, if we together and, uh, our partner was like, 
girlfriend, boyfriend, we going 50-50. Now, yeah. husband, wife, it's a different story. And I could, I could understand. What, and, and when he said that, I said, okay, bro, I, I, I agree with you. Man. But that girlfriend, boyfriend, you got to do something. Because ain't no way I'm about to give you, I'm about to pay all the bills, take care of you and all that stuff. <laughs> I, I, granted, now, I am the man in the house, right? I'm going to take care of, you know, what I can take care of and anything else, you know, just pick it up. Now, when we get, you know, married, I'm going to carry like LeBron James. I'm going to carry the team. But if I, if, you know, if I, I need a, a pass you this assist, you need, you need to grab it and go. You got to be ready to knock the shot down. You got to, you got to grab it and go. And I, I felt, I felt that. And I think in, in today's world, of all the females, it ain't like, how how grandma or auntie was back in the days, man. It's, it's the society has, has changed a lot, bro. Yes. It changed a lot, man. So I be seeing like <clears throat> females be like, well, our granddaddy ain't had to do this uh, for our grandma back in the days. These, these cats here nowadays, it's like we got to chase them. And that ain't, that ain't even a, the... The reason of that though, man. I'ma let bro touch on it first before I before I go. I know you about to go ahead. I'ma let him touch it first. I'ma let him touch on that first. Well, you know, I was I was listening to what y'all were saying, and you know, let's think let's think about this, guys. Right now, we're all we're all familiar with the red pill community, right? Yeah. Well, you know, you got your you got your Kevin Samuels, you got your uh, alpha male strategies, you know, you got your, you got your minister Japs. I don't know if y'all familiar with him. Um, you know, you got, you got a bunch of different names, a bunch of different faces out there. Um, and I honestly feel like, Hey, there's some good information in the red pill content in the red pill space. And it's helpful to men, uh, to a degree, but. After reading this book, The Way of the Superior Man, it kind of like puts things in in place. So I so I'm able to I'm able to transcend that and I'm able to understand more. And I've actually put these things to to practice with certain women in my life. And it touches on this. Right. This is the 17th chapter, page 61 of The Way of the Superior Man. It says it all in one statement. It says the masculine grows by challenge, but the feminine grows by praise. Okay. So, so here's the thing. I've used this where, okay, like for example, I had a friend. This particular individual had a goal that she wanted to, to reach. And I said I was willing to help her. Okay. Now, it seemed like I wanted her to reach this goal more than she did. And I got upset and I said, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. it did not go over well. Mm-hmm. Now, if it had been a guy who's masculine and I said, bruh, that, 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 it would be motivating to them. But to the feminine, you have to praise her. Yes. So you have to say, hey, you know what? You look very well when you do this. And mm-hmm. da, 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 da. It's great that you're doing that. Man, it would be wonderful if 
you kept doing it because you look so well doing it. And that's motivating to her. And that's praising her so she's more apt to do it. Okay. So the red pill community, why is why are women so angry with the red pill community? Why are women so angry at Kevin Samuels what they keep calling into his show? Why are women, why are they, why are they trying to emasculate men for listening to these red pill channels? It's because the red pill community is not praising the feminine. They're not praising these women. They're coming at them hard, especially like Minister Jeff. He comes out real hard, right? And so they're taking it and it's not motivating them to change. It's not motivating, motivating them to want to do anything. Because their ears are blocking it. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like it's an attack. It feels like it's an attack. Now, in the military, what do these guys do in the military? When guys go into the military and you have your captain over you or whatever, he's like, come on, maggots. Da, 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 da. You know, you can't lift that up, with it up. When we were kids, right? When we were kids, boys. Like, man, I bet, I bet you can't jump over that fence. And the girls, they just want to, you know, play hopscotch and go over in the corner. But the guys, we're wrestling and stuff. We're like, man, I bet you can't jump on the, I bet I can jump higher than you. You tell the girl that, you probably can't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're just built different. And we're, and, and, and because we're built different, it's okay. Right. Like you said earlier, Jay, hey, we're this way, they're that way. They're the balance. If they're not feminine and we're not masculine, how can there be polarity? It can't. You know, you you watched me from the time that I first came around you when I got that job. And you watch how I took in the things that leadership gave me. I never, I may have questioned you know, not of, of being insubordinate, you know what I'm saying? But of just asking questions. Okay. So if I do this, how is that going to X, Y, and Z? I've always been strategic on a lot of things, but as long as you give me A, B, C, D of wise, you know, this, what is, whatever. Oh, I got you. Mm-hmm. Now also, when you seen me once I left that and then when I brought you on the T-Mobile and then how I took on the leadership role of having to deal with different emotions, how I had to talk to you. But then once I go to red or anybody else, I had to speak to them different. I had to go at them a little different. I had to speak to them a little softer. I had to, you know, man, come on, you know, because you did this good. You did that. Very well. Right. Matter of fact, I got to give you props on that because I'm going to get with you on. I want to, I want you to teach me how you did that because I got to use that. <laughs> However, this is the thing right here that this would have took you over the hump. You know, like you said, they're, they're not, uh, they're not liking the red pill because accountability, accountability. And the biggest thing where you're saying they don't have praise, yes, they do. The blue state community, the blue democracy (laughs) gives them all the praise that they can ever have. Mm -hmm. There's three things that if if they want something to be passed, if you speak against them on their agenda, you will be looked at as you're anti that. 
kids, women, homosexuals. They want anything past. They will put them as the face of it. So when you disagree with it, you're either you don't like kids, you must be beat on. Because it's not that you, you're a molester because that's all they do. But you you just don't like, you hate kids. Right. Anything that has, they want someone to, if they put a woman in the forefront, oh, oh, you just, you hate strong women. <laughs> or they put a homosexual in it. You, you, you homophobic. That's the issue. They give them enough praise. All right. The thing about it is the red, Republican or any other side, one thing about it is they, the white man, they say it's a man's world. It's actually a white man's world because they talk about how the black women, black men couldn't read. They didn't allow their white women to read. Mm. They only wanted to know what was what you had to come to them and whatever they said was law. That's why anytime that you see any interviews back when Trump was president, they interviewed a white woman. You ask him, you, you know, shit, you know, he did X, Y, Z. Um, no, <laughs> they don't know, but they are taught to just follow that white man, mm-hmm. just to follow him, right? Because right, you don't know anyway. So if he tell you that's law, do not question it. The problem is, mm-hmm. Instead of us having our women follow because we are true leaders, we look at that and just think they should be dummies and just follow when we say move, move. That's the issue. It's not about being submissive. It's about we just feel like when we say something, cause why are you questioning it? Why are you giving me lip? I'm the man. You don't trust that I'm a leader. That's the issue that we run into. And that is an ego thing because we look at that and we get misconstrued on that. But the problem is this, though. You know, we have to start have being able to dialogue a lot better because tone black people, man or woman, it is two things. But if you don't get it right when you dialogue, they hear nothing. Mm-hmm. Tone and delivery. Yep. Boy, if your tone ain't right, I feel like you yell, you talking <laughs> at me and not to me. Ear shut off. Boy, and if you know what you're saying is right, but if you deliver it to me, boy, in the wrong, like you being condescending, you being shady, ears cut off too. So those are two things we have to get together to where we have to start being better with on our dialogue frame. And to be able to, if we want our women to follow, you know what I'm saying? They have to get more spiritually inclined. Mm -hmm. You said before, you know what I'm saying? Your woman is very spiritual. A God-fearing woman. She knows what it takes for a man to lead. She understands you're, you're genuine. No matter your falls that you said that you had in the past, that's your past. A man learns from it and he grows from it. And as you grow from it, you become more stronger. But you have to have grace and mercy, bruh, when it comes to not only from the creator, but from your, your partner to know that I made a mistake because hell, they don't, they make mistakes all the fucking time. 
most of the financial decisions that we run into, bro, <laughs> that's why we have to be present when it's contractual agreements when it comes to financial decisions because women buy on emotions. Boy in sales, me and this man. <laughs> Listen, if you can make that woman feel good, that man, it don't matter because that man automatically, anyway, if he was by himself, his response was, I got to talk to my wife anyway. Mm-hmm. He don't want to tell us no. So if he married, I had to talk to my wife. So what you do is when the wife is there, you have to play it to where instead of just saying, you know, because, you know, you got to talk to your wife anyway. So now that we got to hear, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you have to talk directly to her. And as you're, as you're talking to them together, you have to understand her hot spots to where what she's going to get excited about. Because if you have her super excited when you walk away, she's going to be so giddy. She's going to bug him to death if he don't buy it now. If the nigga can't buy it then, but that is a rough ride home. <laughs> and when you get home, but that is an unsettled house, boy. Don't yeah. boys say happy wife, happy life. But boy, they, they, they don't like saying happy spouse, a good house, boy. Because <laughs> that ain't got, because spouse can be both. If it got anything to do with the man, I don't, I don't like that saying. What? Happy wife, happy life. Happy, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't because we gotta be happy too, man. It's not about us though. But it, it now it's so much mental breakdown going on in the world today, bro. It can't just be about them. I mean, yeah, it's about them, but what about us? It's gotta be a, a like you said, like you how you word it, spouse. Instead of wife, you gotta replace that word, man. Cause it, it, us men, we gotta be happy with ourselves as well as the wife is happy uh, with themselves, right? I spoke about this last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Not with you, but the episode that I just did the other day. The crazy thing about it is the reason why is this: women are extremely emotional creatures. The issue is emotionally they know how to dream they know how to uplift and boy they can be the cloud to make that storm the problem is this we are not supposed to be emotional it's only them so when they are overly emotional and they're bringing us down with emotion it's no way that we should get emotionally drained we're only supposed to be physically tired not emotionally tired we should never have emotions. And that's not right. That's the reason why everything is geared around to make the woman happy. Everything is geared around that shit. Nothing says make that man happy. Cause most of the time is, you know, they can, anytime that a woman says they piss out, what they do? They want to give us some ass or say, give, give you some head. That's supposed to make it feel all better. And then half of the time they don't want to do that. They feel like that's a chore. <laughs> Guys, listen to this. Listen to this. Um, I gotta keep going to this book because this book covers so much, and it touches on what you, what y'all were just talking about, right? So before I even read that, you know, there, there's a, there's a, there's a chapter in here that says, "Stop hoping for your woman to get easier." And what book that is? This is the way of the superior man. Okay. 
<clears throat> it says, <laughs> a woman often seems to test her man's capacity to remain undeterred, unperturbed in his truth and purpose. She tests him to feel his freedom and depth of love to know that he is trustable. Her test may come in the form of complaining, challenging him, changing her mind, doubting him, distracting him, or even undermining his purpose in a subtle or not so subtle way. A man should never think his woman's testing is going to end and his life will get easier. Rather, he should appreciate that she does these things to feel his strength, integrity, and openness. Her desire is for his deepest truth and love. As he grows, she so with her testing. She will never stop testing you. Why? Why she never stop testing you? She tests you because she wants to feel that your strength is there, that you're solid. Because why? Because you just said it earlier, Jay. We are the order. They are the chaos. And, and, and to try to get them to be orderly is against their nature. <laughs> eh. It's against their nature. You know? Think about this. Think about this. Okay. And it, and it says this, and it describes this in this book this way. She is like chaotic, like just the waves just going in the ocean. And we are the ship that goes through the chaotic ocean. The ship is sturdy and it's got a direction and a purpose and it's going to where it's got to go. For you to try to get her to be like the ship when she's a chaotic ocean is not going to work. But they are Poseidon, boy. <laughs> I'm talking about, listen, and we got to be strong enough to swat every, bro. We got to be defensive all the time, but get that shit out of here. Get out of here. But we got to fight it. We got to be strong all the time, cuz. But then, they, and then the problem is this, right? They want you. You understand, you, you realize, like, they can, they are, the, the, they can be the storm or they can be the calm of the storm. But the thing about it is, do you realize women can get you to open up? And as soon as you open up, that is their bullets. They they lock and load on that gun, boy, because as soon as you step wrong, they start shooting that bitch back at you. They know how to undermine you. They know how to grab your balls and make you feel low of the low, boy. When they feel hit, they can say something. They talk about your dick size. Talk about your sex game, call you broke as a fuck. They, boy, they know how to hit a man's pride, boy. Ooh, they know how to hit a man's pride. And you got to take that. Well, why we have to be punching bags all the time? Mm -hmm. We got to be punching bags. That's not where you are, bro. It'll drain you, man. Like this. That's <laughs> man, it, it, it's so much I I could I could say about that man, but like I said, we it, it's time now to just shift because I I don't I don't throw away that happy wife happy happy life bro. That, that it got to end man. Cause we both mad cause that right you you continue to drain a man. It's the man gonna probably eight times out of ten. Suicidal thought, bro. Yeah. That job going to wear you out and it's going to break you down day by day. Even knowing that you providing, paying the bills, you know, doing everything you're supposed to do as a man, taking care of the household, 
And here she come, continue to punch you as a punching bag, hit you low, hit you high, and you going to work just thinking about your household and all that. You can't focus. You end up getting red. And it's just so much that it could transpire from that. Just say The face punches is the yelling, the fussing, the nagging. That, that, the coming at you of the questioning, the test, that's the face punches. Right. The gut punches and the hitting you below the belt is your deep, darkest secrets that you have confided in her with. The, 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 the low blows are the things that y'all have laid down and he has been in his most intimate, his most vulnerable state to tell you about himself. Right. Those are the gut punches and the low blows. That is how, if they can't get you up at top to wear you down, to make you fall, if they can't hit you with that TKO in the face, they got to hit you below the belt to drop you to your knees. You had something to go with that? Yeah. This is it's perfect, which, which I'm talking about. So this is in this is still in the same chapter. Stop hoping for you want me to get easier. I read this. I read this to my dad. I'm sorry to cut you off. No. Say that. Say that title one more time. The title is uh, <laughs> it's chapter 15 on page 51, mm. and it's stop hoping for your woman to get easier. <sighs> All right. So now listen to this, guys. When I read this, I laughed. I read it to my dad. He laughed. And the explanation behind it was like mind blowing. Okay, so um, here we go. Let me see where to start at. This 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 is really crazy. Every moment of your life is either a test or a celebration. The same is true about every moment with your woman, only doubly so. Not only is her simple existence a test for you, but one of her deepest pleasures in intimacy is testing you. And then feeling you are not moved off course by her challenge. The most erotic moment for a woman is feeling that you are Shiva, the divine masculine, unperturbable, totally loving, fully present and all pervading. She cannot move you because you because you already are what you are. With or without her, she cannot scare you away because you already penetrate her in fearless love, pervading her heart and body. She cannot distract you because your one pointed commitment to truth will not bend to her wiles. Feeling this hugeness of love and freedom in you, she can trust you utterly and surrender her testing in celebration of love until she wants to feel you as Shiva again. And then the testing will begin anew. In fact, it is precisely when you are most Shiva like that she will most test you. Perhaps you have been working towards some financial now check this out. Perhaps you have been working towards some financial goal and finally you have succeeded. After months or years of effort, you have creatively earned a large amount of money. You feel happy, full, successful. You feel great. You come home to your woman and want to share the news with her. Now check this out. This is gonna get good right here. I just made a million dollars today. That's nice. That's nice. You know how hard I've been working for this? I know. It feels like I haven't seen you in months. Did you remember to pick up the milk on the way home? Oh, sorry, I forgot. But who cares? We can buy a dairy farm now. I asked you to pick up the milk three times this morning, and I put a note on your briefcase. How could you forget? I said, I'm sorry. Look, I'll go get the damn milk. 
Now check this out. Why is she being this way? Because she simply wants to deflate your success? No. She was challenging you because your success doesn't mean shit to her unless you are free and loving. And if you are free and loving, nothing she says can, can collapse you. She wants to feel you are uncollapsible. So she pokes you in your weak spot. That's what you're just saying. Of course, she knows how much this moment of success means to you. This is precisely why she is negating it. Not because she wants to hurt you, but because she wants to feel Shiva, the divine masculine. She wants to feel your strength. She wants to feel that your happiness is not dependent on her response, nor are you making a million dollars. She wants to feel you are a superior man. She wants. She is going to challenge you. So, because it get her wet. It get her wet, cuz. Bruh, for you to say, shut the fuck up. Did you just hear me? I'm getting so sick and tired of your shit. For you to stand tall, cuz it's like, ooh, can you take me to the bedroom right now? To play with your mental, cuz. Oh, what's the girl name? Uh, she said uh, that um, her boyfriend be playing with her with a gun. Judge, uh, your money bag, yo girl. Yeah, like she she liked that kind of stuff, man. And I, it, it turns her on. You got some females, <laughs> not just probably some bad too that like stuff like that, bro. And just get them, get them going, man. And it just everybody like what they like, but. Yeah. Bro, that that's for the birds, man. <laughs> that's for the birds, man. They won't even celebrate you just because you just made a meal, bro. After 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 you establish that you are still on your square and she can't move you off of it, then she'll celebrate with you. But until she tests you, she's got to test your strength. Because here's the thing: she's chaos, right? We're order. So she's got to be the ocean. You got to be the ship at any point in time. If she starts bringing the waves, right? If she starts the hurricane going and if your ship can't stay on course, then she loses faith in you. She's like, oh, he's not strong. Oh, he's not. the <laughs> She's got to test you. She right. has to make sure that you still have strength because the moment that you don't, then she says, ah, oh, OK, because she has to feel safe, right? She has to feel safe. It sounds crazy as hell. But she should she should have peeped that in the beginning. She's not going to because she's not rational. <laughs> yeah. Not rational. <laughs> she's emotional. She's emotional. We're logical. We're, it makes sense to us. I, I hear that's saying, why we bro. want dialogue. They want us to talk, but see, they want us to listen to them. Mm -hmm. They want dialogue, mm -hmm. but listen to me talk. Shake your head. I'm right. We're too logical. When we break things down to them, they start malfunctioning. They and that's when they slap you. Right. They don't know how to compute when yeah. you write. You ever heard, you ever see the status is like. This nigga just made sense. What do I do next? <laughs> <laughs> it's men out here. Who, right. <laughs> they, they will die before they tell a man he is right. <laughs>
it's a lot of things we'll fall on the sword for, bro. But boy, for a woman to tell us that we are right, boy, she will lose her left boob. <laughs> she will lose her left titty, bro. Before she be like, this nigga was right. Bro, it's so crazy. Before we close this out, though, it, it's, it's so crazy because it's all it all revolves around a woman because we can be okay on our square having a great day. The woman will come on, man. Boy, guess what Keisha Keisha fucking did? They will either come home or call you. Now look, the funny thing about women now, they will call your phone. What you doing? You know, just playing the game, blah 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 blah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. And just go, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm reading. Oh, okay, well, da, da, da. but if we call a woman and she tell us she busy, we supposed to say, all right, all right. then let me call her right back. Because <laughs> if we don't, if we don't say, because they want us to say that so they can be like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, you good. But if we just be like, oh, okay, well, bro, let me tell you what the fuck is that. Nigga, didn't I just tell y'all busy? Right. It's another thing now. Say like uh, you playing a game or, you know, you just on your phone, sitting in the, sitting in the front room. Lady get up. All right, I'm about to go to bed. And you be like, oh, okay. Babe, I'm about to go to bed. <laughs> oh, okay. That means she wants you to get up and come with her. And I will be like, we about to do something? <laughs> All right, I need to come handle no business? Or you just trying to get me to lay down? Because I'm not ready to lay down. I'm not ready to lay down, man. I ain't ready to lay down. They want you to read their mind. They want you to understand what they don't say. They want you to understand what they say and interpret what they say. It's crazy. But that's what they want. But they tell us, tell me how you feel. I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> right. But how, who the fuck said I was created as one? Because, right. <laughs> we're, because we're logical and they're not. They're emotional. Look, listen. I, Listen, man. <laughs> you 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 can you can have a you can have a discussion with, with a with a woman. And she can say, hey, um, you know, y'all could be having a, a disagreement about something. And you already know how it's gonna go, right? It's just like, hey, I, I really don't want to get this. Yeah, but I want to talk it out. Yeah, yeah, but I'm telling you, this is how it's gonna be. You're gonna have this perspective, I'm gonna have this perspective. This is gonna go for about 30 minutes to an hour. You're gonna have this talking point, I'm gonna have this talking point, and this is how it's gonna end up. I don't wanna go through all that. I'd rather just go with the boys and go play pool or do something else. I don't feel like doing this with you right now. Yeah, but let's talk. Okay, so we talk. Then it goes on for 30 minutes to an hour, plays out exactly the way I said it did. It was going to. Mm -hmm. To say, hey, I told you so, just doesn't quite do it. And then if you sit there and look at her with it look like, Dude, man, you're such an asshole. Yeah. You're a dick. <laughs> right. You're a dick. You are a dick. You're supposed to stay in it with her. You're supposed to talk it through. You're supposed to let get all her emotions out. And you're supposed to be solid and let her get all that stuff out and be like, yeah, I understand. Sounds like a punching bag to me, sir. I mean, doesn't it? That just sounds like you're supposed to unleash everything on me. And I'm supposed to bear it. You're supposed to be the ship. She's Brother, to be a lot of times we look at a lot of times growing up, they they painted this picture about our daddies just left. But boy, now that we are older and grown, we start to realize 
and you have to go back to your mom and be like, did you run him away? You know what I'm saying? Like when you understand women now and then you become grown and you understand your mother, you know what I'm saying? You be like, damn, all this time, man, I've been hating that man. And um, that man just went away because you was running him crazy. You was you. the He chose his mental over just staying here, raising a child and going through that with you just because the sake of a child. But for you to ruin his mental, mm. for you to take his ego, step on it, pride, crush it, mental, destroy it and be putty. Bro, niggas would, females would go to their friends. Girl, I'm getting married. Da, da. Okay, girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get your homeboys. I heard you getting married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, it's about that time, boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, boy. Yeah. I've been out here long enough, man. Yeah, long enough, bro. I hang up my coat and... Yeah, man. You know, y'all boys should give me a good ceremony. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Get me a minivan, boy. You know what I'm saying? Get me a minivan. But you know, man, you know, it's it's stuff like this. Women think we men have conversations that just about money, claws, clothes, and hoes. But real men get together and actually talk about their yeah. their instances and their things that they go through and they vent to each other, bro. Like, mm-hmm. we get here and we talk this, we laugh it out because at the end of the day, that's why you leave the house. So you can go around your boys, mm-hmm. they can laugh, we can laugh and joke about this so you can feel better when you have to go back to that being a punching bag again. You, you, your, your homeboys is like your boxing, your corner mate in the boxing ring. They ice you up. They rub the, the, the eyes. They, they wipe the sweat off. Cause look, bruh, it's going to be all right, my nigga. Just go back in there. You know what I'm saying? So we're, we're, we're gotten enough energy right, right. to go back in there. Yeah, I did a counseling session with my, uh, my cousin yesterday, man. He's a counselor. And, um, just, he wanted to touch bases with me. And I told him about you, Jay. And how we, you know, how we, uh, what we met and stuff like that. And how I told you how we had reconnect. And, um, he was like, man, stick with him. Stick with him and, and continue to push with him and, you know, help each other grow. Uh, it's so much in you. And I, 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 t- I told you this last time, man, that on your agenda to, you know, reach out and touch people, man. And I just, I just really hope this, this was another great session and, um, what you had to bring to the table, what I could, you know, uh, feedback on it. It was just a, a, a wonderful, uh, podcast session on this one, man. And us, man, we use each other, <clears throat> not in a bad way, but like you said, just to vent. We can't really, I mean, we could vent to, you know, our, our, our uh, girlfriend wives and stuff like that. Right. But. I don't know if they really could understand the stuff that we really go through. You know what I mean? Like it, it just feels so like when I left it last week, bro, I felt so relieved, bro. Like just getting, you know, the stuff that was, you know, heavy on me, out of me and just drive back on shit. Well, I just did a podcast with Jay Will. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I just got some stuff off my chest and just like going back and, and, um, uh, I, I listened to our podcast. That whole, just about that whole week, bro, and just hear me, you know, it felt good, man, just 
you know, getting all that stuff out and, and, and allowing the people to hear what you really go through or the stuff that's happening into in the world today, man. But us, man, we got to start back coming together as one. And um, the females got to let us leave the house and let it, let us get it out, man. Can't hold us hostage, bro. Stop thinking that we, we, we run in the streets. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not all, when, when you have a man, mm-hmm. he's not looking to go and clap some cheeks. Gotta get it off your chest. He's trying to find to get it off of his chest because it's heavy. But man, I am so, because before you hit me, we was, me and B was going to do this anyway. Right. But it's so crazy because we was in the midst of a conversation. And when you called me, I was like, hey, bro, let me catch this. And when you said, bro, I'm I'm off work, bro. And I was like, well, wait, before you even go to talking, bro, don't even waste your energy. Are you in Savannah? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm, are you in Savannah? Yeah, I'm here. Pull. Can you pull up? Yes. Sending you the address. Nah. We, me, I got somebody, bro, that we really gonna have a good convo, bro, on this episode, bro. I got bro here, but it's gonna be lit. Come through. And I'm glad that you came, man, because I told you, I'm a patient person, man. I'm gonna make sure, you know, if you tell me you're gonna do it, I'm gonna wait on it, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna push the issue, but the time has to be right. And the time has finally been right for you two, it's just not a one-on-one, but you all, we all came together, man. Two minds that, three minds that strong and it was, bro, this shit was lit. But before we close, man, I want you to give your tag, um, let everybody know where they can find you, man, and give something for the people to close out, man, um, before we go. Okay. Well, um, I definitely, like I said again, uh, appreciate you. Having me on the podcast, bro. Um, proud of you. This was a dope conversation, man. I appreciate uh, being here with. Appreciate being here with with your bro here, man. Like, appreciate hey, man, you, this, this was dope. This was really, really dope. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, uh, guys, like I said, uh, Macon, like Macon, Georgia, M A C O N, Macon Millionaire Mindsets. Um, it's on YouTube. Um, like I said, I got 50 something videos on there right now. Gonna continue to put content on there. Um, planning on, uh, like I said, uh, interviewing more entrepreneurs and, and just putting a positive message out. Uh, if I had to close with anything, I would just say, you know, listen, always strive for your goals. It is never too late. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. Like get a plan. You know, find the tools that you need and execute. I'm going to leave with that. Hey, and also, if you're in the making area, Trey is hiring. <laughs> yes, I am. Bro is hiring. <clears throat> um, get with him, man. Entrepreneur. Um, reaching out and getting back to the people, man, and giving them opportunity, man, to, to be where he is. You know, teaching, you know, mentoring. That's something that he's striving to be, man. And that's the reason for, you know, the YouTube that he got. Getting everybody minds together. This is a person that you should definitely connect with. Um, your sister is a personal trainer. You know what I'm saying? So the family, you know, you followed under your father's footsteps. So it's a, it's a legacy thing. Yeah. It's a legacy thing. Yeah. You know, it's generational wealth that was built under a black man for, to his daughter. <laughs> To his son, mm-hmm. 
And now they will pass that down when the time comes, you know, whether it's to their children or to the community, no matter what, it is passed down and it's going to make people better anyway. And I appreciate you guys for coming through, man. Like I said, I, I wish the last two episodes that I got, but of you know, you and the one from last week, man, you know, with uh, Lucius Evavia, man, y'all just called me up. It was like, listen, I'm pulling up, man. Don't, mm-hmm. as long as you read, like, I didn't even get to plan it, but they both worked out wonderful. And I can't wait to get y'all boys back in the lab again, man, because BJ, this BJ, second time, bro. And he get lit every time he comes. <laughs> I'm loving it, bro. But this is a family affair. And, you know, finally people know that it's not just a Savannah thing. Macon has came to Savannah. So it's people sure. coming to Savannah and they stopping into the rabbit hole. Sure. So everybody is 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 welcome. And and that's what it's gonna always be. So guys, thank you again. You in the rabbit hole is JP on the FWL podcast. Thought with me. That's how- She'll be off the meter You know what she say Money ain't a thing And when she take me out to eat She buy the whole thing She too free to let him cuff her, she's Aye. a sexy motherfucker Aye. Why you tell her how Aye. you love her, she'll Aye. be moving to Aye. another uh-huh. Uh-huh. You got a sidekick, side she kick. got an iPhone I love that bitch, cause she got her own yes,